Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat Risk Consulting, and you're listening to Crickets, a short podcast about all things terrorism and national security. Canadians have a reputation of being a rather apologetic bunch. We seem to say sorry a lot. In fact, there's an old joke that says, if you're in a crowded room or on a crowded bus or train, and you want to find out if there's any Canadians on board, stop bumping into people or stepping on their toes, and the first person to say sorry to you is a Canadian. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a stereotype, but it is true. We tend to apologize for a lot of things, whether it's our fault or not. Maybe that's just the condition of being Canadian. Maybe it's a a way to distinguish ourselves in a way from our neighbors of the South, the Americans, who are a little little more brash, a little more out there, a little more, I don't know, um, think more highly of themselves, perhaps. Canadian, I think, nationalism and Canadian sense of self is a little more understated. Again, it's a stereotype, but I think it's fairly true. Well, what would you make of demands that I've read in several newspapers over the past two or three days calling for the Canadian government to apologize to the people of Quebec for implementing the War Measures Act in October of 1970? Fifty years ago today, October the 5th, 1970, the FLQ, the Front Libération du Québec, the Quebec Liberation Front, after a long campaign of terrorist violence, and we'll get back to that in a second, kidnapped James Cross, who was the United Kingdom Trade Commissioner in Montreal, and held him for ransom. And there are a lot of people out there who are calling for the government to say sorry for that. So there was a famous incident in October of that year when then Prime Minister Trudeau, Pierre, not the current Justin that we're dealing with, was asked by journalists how far he would go in dealing with this crisis, because it was indeed a crisis, a terrorist group had kidnapped a foreign diplomat, and Trudeau's famous response was, just watch me. And a few days later, he did exactly what the worst case scenario, or rather the most drastic action a government can take, and he declared, or he pronounced, the War Measures Act, which is essentially declaring martial law. And under that provision of Canadian law, upwards of 500 people were arrested, They were not charged. They were not allowed access to a lawyer, at least not initially. And the government was trying to figure out who knew what about the kidnapping of James Cross. And then a few days later, the kidnapping of Pierre Laporte, who was Quebec's deputy premier and labor minister. Should we apologize? Should the Canadian government of Justin Trudeau apologize for the actions of his father? As I said, a lot of op-ed pieces I've been reading lately saying, yes, this was a travesty of Canadian justice, and the people of Quebec will never forgive English Canada, whatever that's supposed to mean, for this tramping on their rights. I call bullshit, and I call bullshit for a very simple reason. Pierre Elliott Trudeau government of 1970 agonized in cabinet and in parliament about what to do over the kidnapping of James Cross. There are those who were for the invocation of the War Measures Act, and there are those who were against it, including some high-level cabinet ministers. In the end, the decision was made. And by the way, when it was made in October 1970, according to polls at the time, upwards of 90% of English and French Canadians supported this particular move. Now, why was the Trudeau government willing to go to extraordinary measures to do this? 
because extraordinary times recall for call for extraordinary steps. The FLQ, which was a terrorist group, not a bunch of freedom fighters or whatever they called themselves at the time, had carried out hundreds of bombings in the province of Quebec, starting in 1963, seven years earlier, had killed six people in those bombings, including a 65-year-old night watchman who was days away from retirement. They carried out bank robberies. These people were bent on killing and creating fear, all in their quest for Quebec independence. In my country, there's a, a phrase we use called the Quiet Revolution, which was basically a progress or a phenomenon in the province of Quebec starting in the 1950s, where the demands for Quebec independence, Quebec sovereignty, those two terms are often interchanged. There's a legal difference. I'm not a political scientist. I don't really know the difference. I really don't care. And this Quiet Revolution morphed into the FLQ in the 1960s, which itself came out of an earlier group. I don't know about your definition of quiet revolution is setting off bombs and killing people doesn't sound very quiet to me. The Trudeau government was faced with an agonizing decision on what to do to deal with the terrorist group that had been active, as I said, for more than seven years and it killed half a dozen people. It had now kidnapped a representative of a foreign government. Oh, and by the way, the RCMP at the time foiled two other kidnappings of other foreign representatives. Of whom? Ah, you'll have to wait for that until you read my next book on the history of terrorism in Canada. I therefore think that the War Measures Act was the right thing to do. In actual fact, it did. It stayed in place only until, in, until April of 1971. It wasn't in place for that long. It was not the end of democracy in Canada as we know it. We did not go down the path of uh, lack of representation or lack of rule of law. It was a short-term cure for a long-term problem, and it worked. In the aftermath of the October crisis in 1970, it's true that Quebec sovereignty didn't die out. In fact, we had two referendums, right, in 1980 and 1996. But violent demands for sovereignty were never repeated. Whatever you think of Quebec's demands for a sovereign status or independence or something in between, and there's arguments on both sides of that ledger, it never turned violent again. The October crisis put an end to that. And you could speculate that the government's decision to deal with it rather harshly through the imposition of martial law, the War Measures Act, may in fact have been one of the factors. I would be appalled if the Trudeau government issues any apologies for what happened 50 years ago today. I don't think it's going to happen because Justin would have to disown his father to do that. So it's politically untenable and I just don't think Canadians want that. Let me leave the last word to uh, Darcy Jenich, who, who is, in my mind, has written the, by far the, the best book on the FLQ crisis called The Making of the October Crisis. And he put it, he has an op-ed piece in, in the Globe and Mail on the weekend, October 3rd, pushing back against those demanding an apology. So I want to quote him at length. Fedekists, yeah, these are FLQ, as they, these terrorists became known, stole hundreds of pounds of dynamite from quarries and construction sites. They are responsible for more than 200 bombings. They committed dozens of armed robberies and caused the deaths of six people, including a night watchman who was about to retire. All this before the kidnappings and before Mr. Laporte was murdered by two of the four men who abducted him at gunpoint 
on the Saturday evening of Thanksgiving weekend, which in Canada is October, not November, while he played catch with his nephew in the front of his suburban home. So yes, the FLQ did kill Laporte. Cross was rescued. And again, I'll get into more details in my next book. So do we now apologize for terrorist groups? Should the Bush administration apologize for pursuing Osama bin Laden? Is that, is that what we've arrived at now? Is hindsight made us blind? The passage of time has made us forget that the FLQ was a murderous bunch of thugs and terrorists who threatened the very nature of Canada. They were not only terrorists, they were a subversive group seeking to undermine and to destroy Canadian democracy and to destroy the Canadian Confederation. And now we're going to apologize for them? To channel my inner Canadian, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. Or rather, that should not happen. That's my viewpoint on this anniversary of the October crisis. What do you think? Should Canada apologize? What are your thoughts on, on the FLQ? What are your thoughts on the Declaration of Martial Law? By the way, that was the last time I was declared in Canada. Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrescue at gmail.com, or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. If you want more material from Borealis, simply go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, provide me your email address, I'll send you a daily digest of all the material, blogs, podcasts, etc., once a day to your inbox, free of charge. Love to hear from you on this issue and others. Maybe give me some ideas for future podcasts and blogs. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.